Hey everyone, welcome back to The Haunted Corner. I'm Ashton, and today we're talking about a couple creepy haunted castles from around the world. Let's get into it. Up first, in the heart of Transylvania, next to a trickling moat and vibrant green grasses, sits one of Europe's largest castles, also known as one of the Seven Wonders of Romania, Built in the mid-15th century, Corvin Castle looks like something out of a fairy tale. But despite the inviting exterior, the castle's dark history may surprise you. Corvin Castle was also known as Hunyadi Castle. It was built in the mid-15th century. It sits on a hilltop in Hundora County and has been an important piece of Romanian history throughout time. Long before the castle was built, there was a Roman camp on the land, and it's rumored that the walls of the castles are still the old Roman walls, walls that were built through the hard work of their Turkish captives. But here's what we do know. Construction on the castle began in 1440 under the supervision of John Hunyadi, Hungarian general and governor of the Kingdom of Hungary from 1446 to 1452. John Hunyadi was apparently the illegitimate son of King Sigismund of Luxembourg and Hungary, and his mother was Elisabetta, a very beautiful woman from the Haddock region. In 1438, after the Ottomans successfully occupied a large part of Serbia, John Hunyadi was one of the few noblemen in the area who organized raids against the invaders and managed to defeat them, which contributed to the rise of his fame. Corvin Castle was given to John's father in 1440, and John had planned to transform the original fortress, which was built by Charles Robert of Hungary. The castle is built in a Renaissance Gothic style and was designed as a defense fortress and a prison initially. The castle is split into three large areas, the Knights Hall, which was used for feasts, the Diet Hall, which was used for ceremonies, and the circular stairway. The towers often held captive war prisoners as well as civilian prisoners. And it's said that inside the castle, there was a bear pit where actual wild animals were used to dispose of prisoners when they, quote, lost their usefulness. The torture chambers consist of two dark rooms filled with torturing tools used in the medieval age. Some of the instruments are authentic, dating back to the 17th century. Now, there are many popular tales surrounding Corbin Castle. One of these stories involves three Turkish prisoners in a well that you will pass by in one of the courtyards of the castle if you visit. It's said that the prisoners were captured and held at the castle when they received a deal from the king. They were told that if they could dig a well that could strike water, they could have their freedom. Now, this seemed like an impossible job for the trio to complete as they would have to dig through solid stone. But the prisoners accepted the deal and they worked tirelessly for years, 15 years to be exact, and they had reached depths of almost 30 meters. Then one day, the unbelievable occurred. The Turkish prisoners managed to dig far enough that they found water. But unfortunately, this was not enough to buy their freedom. 
John Hunyadi had died by that point, and his wife decided not to uphold his promise. And thus, she sentenced the prisoners to death, which was carried out, but not before the prisoners were able to inscribe a message to their murderer in stone, which remains etched on the castle to this day. Their message reads, quote, you may have water, but you have no soul, which is absolutely chilling and also accurate. It's said that the prisoners' spirits could be haunting the castle to this day because of how their freedom was stripped from them and the way that it was. Another story that envelops the castle is that of the ghost monk of Corvin Castle. This story stems from a rumor that a monk was seen spying on noblemen in the council room from the Capstrano Tower, which was directly above it. As as punishment for the eavesdropping, it said that the monk was sealed inside the wall of the tower where he slowly died. And some people have reported to see the ghostly apparition of a monk in this area. The next tale surrounding the castle is likely the most popular one, and it involves someone that you may know. A man named Vlad. He's also known as Vlad the Impaler. And this guy is a lot, but long story short, he was a brutal, sadistic leader famous for torturing his foes. By some estimates, he's responsible for the deaths of more than 80,000 people in his lifetime. A large percentage of them by, you guessed it, impalement. Now, despite his brutality, Vlad became considered a national hero in Romania of some sorts, where he is remembered for defending his people from foreign invasion, whether Turkish soldiers or German merchants. Now, it's said that Vlad was held prisoner at the castle in the early 1440s for seven years in a dungeon below the Hall of Knights. As the legend goes, Vlad slowly went mad inside his cold, dark cell while listening to the sounds of other prisoners being tortured and thrown into the bear pit. The pit of despair, as it were. That's a 90s reference for you kids. Many people believe that this is where Vlad developed his lust for violence and blood. And some even claim that the spirit of Vlad the Impaler still roams the castle's hallways. Irish writer... Bram Stoker published a novel in 1897 set in Transylvania with a mysterious vampire as its hypnotic villain. Dracula thrilled readers who began to speculate on the source of his inspiration. Many theorized that the dark and brutal life of Vlad the Impaler was his inspiration for the character of Dracula. But Bram himself claims that he gathered inspiration from many different sources. You can see the castle featured in movies such as Lady of the Castle, Ghost Rider 2, What About Love, and Fright Night. You can also visit the castle for a tour if you're up for it. Up next, we're heading to Northumberland, England, to Chillingham Castle, which is anything but chill. It's known as Britain's most haunted historic castle, with an upward of 100 ghosts reportedly haunting the property. Being the location of thousands of deaths over time, it's really no surprise. Chillingham Castle was built in the 12th century near the border between England and Scotland and was initially used as a monastery. The original manor house was destroyed by a Scottish raid in 1296. 
1298, the new manor house was built, though this time more fortified. It was turned into a royal castle over the centuries and was a base for many kings throughout history. More elegant additions were eventually added to the estate, such as a banquet hall and a library. Chillingham Castle was especially important because of the strategic location. It's built, like I said, next to the border of England and Scotland. Now, in the Middle Ages, England wanted to own Scotland, but they were not super up for that. So Chillingham Castle was used as a checkpoint for crossing Scottish. The Scottish, on their part, attacked the castle on several occasions. And this is where the story takes a bit of a left turn. It gets a little dark. In 1297, the first Scottish War of Independence broke out. That same year, the forces of William Wallace raided Chillington, burning local women and children alive in a church. However, in 1298, Edward I made Chillington his base for the campaign against Scotland. Chillington's dungeon began to fill with prisoners, Scottish women and children, as well as soldiers and spies. And the story is that King Edward personally appointed the man who was to deal with them, a man named John Sage. John was a soldier who had risen through the ranks to become a lieutenant in Edward's army. After he injured his leg, he was forced to retire from combat, and he needed to find a new role and asked the king for assistance in this. So the king gives John a once-over, and he's like, I've got the perfect thing for you. The king made John Sage the torturer of Chillington Castle. And he already had a fully functioning torture chamber at his fingertips. So this worked out well for John. He was said to be a sadist and he hated the Scots. Over the three years of war, he reportedly tortured some 50 prisoners a week. When the war ended, Sage burnt the remaining adult prisoners alive in the grounds of the castle while their children watched from what is known as the Edward Room or the Killing Room. Then he killed the children in that room. So he was the worst. John Sage later also met his death on the property. He was sentenced to hang, but the story goes that... Because he was so hated by the public, they cut off his fingers, toes, lips, and genitals while he was still alive. The spirit of John Sage has been reported in the courtyard on several occasions. In all, there were a reported 7,500 prisoners killed at Chillington Castle. That number has been disputed, but it was a lot. Let's just say that. With their bodies being thrown into the lake nearby. So if you're thinking of taking a swim in there, maybe don't. Um, Because here's where we get to the spooky stuff. People. Here we go. Okay. So Chillingham Castle didn't get its nickname of being the most haunted castle in Britain for nothing. The torture chamber, where thousands of prisoners were tortured for hours, days, weeks, until they eventually met their deaths. This is where John Sage used torture devices such as the wheel, the Iron Maiden, the Iron Chair, and uh, something called the Rack, which you may have already heard of. This device was used to stretch someone until the joints popped. 
Now, some people claim they hear the sound of popping joints when they're in the torture chamber. (laughs) One evening, during a ghost tour, the wheel began rolling forward on its own, causing a reaction from one of the castle's guard dogs, who backed up, bared his teeth, and began growling. The chapel, located beside the Great Hall, is another reportedly haunted location in the castle. Three skeletons were supposedly discovered in the chapel, with one being that of a little girl named Eleanor, whose spirit is known to move lights around at the request of the castle staff members. She's also known to play with visitors' hair when they enter the chapel. Now, on to the Edward Room, also aptly known as the Killing Room. This is where the children watch their parents die at the hands of the executioner before being killed in the room by that same man, John Sage. It's said that visitors to the castle are overcome with feelings of sorrow and despair when they enter the room. The overwhelming smell of blood has also been reported in the room. Now, one of the most popular spirits of the castle is referred to as the Blue Boy or Radiant Boy. The story goes that during one of the many castle renovations, a secret hollow was found behind one of the walls within the castle. Workmen found two sets of remains. One was the body of a young boy wearing a few scraps of blue clothing. After further examination, it was discovered that the boy's fingertips were badly damaged, suggesting that he had been sealed within the walls while he was still alive. His spirit is said to appear as a glowing blue light, usually around midnight. Another known spirit is the ghost of Lady Mary Berkeley, who was the wife of Lord Grey of Wark and Chillingham. Apparently, in 1682, Lord Grey ran off with his wife's sister, Henrietta. Lady Mary was left alone at Chillingham with her baby daughter. She died in the castle in 1710, and her ghost reportedly remains there still. Visitors know that it's her when they hear a rustle of silk and feel an eerie chill. Now, to wrap out the creepy stuff with something adorable... The park surrounding the castle is home to a herd of about 90 wild cows that have lived on the land since medieval times. They've somehow survived, and even today, the wild herd remains untouched as it continues to grow. And that is the story of Chillingham Castle. You can visit the castle even in, and even stay in one of the apartments inside the castle if that's what you're into. Maybe one day I'll make it across the pond for a visit. And that's going to close out part one of Haunted Castles. There will be a part two, because I think my new obsession is learning about castles and their histories. So stay tuned. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. The sources will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com. And that post will be linked to in the show notes. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. I can't wait for this week's episode. It's coming out on Monday. Head over to Patreon so you're ready. We're talking about Big Nose George, and you're not going to want to miss it. 
Um, you'll have access to the exclusive episodes like that one, early and ad-free ap- access to these regular episodes, and you'll be supporting me and the podcast. So head over to patreon.com forward slash the haunted corner to join now. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to tell a friend. If you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye.